it's time for living large and hard. Hey there. Welcome to the Living Large and Hard podcast. Today I'm going to talk to you about uh, an interesting evening I had. One of many in my life, but this one... It's not when you really think of that you're ever going to have happen to you. Well, I guess that's because most places don't have drive-in porn theaters. Um, my home city, my home city, the city I was born in, I never really cared for living there. It's kind of boring. Lansing, Michigan, there was actually a drive-in theater that showed porn. Now, the way that would work, it was the crest Thanks for, uh, from Lee, Postal Lee, who you'd hear about in Crackhead Fireballs, for that info, and also Doof Mom. It was the Crest Drive, and they had trees growing around it, which wasn't really enough, but they had these um, big-ass floodlights on tall poles that made it impossible to, to see into it. And, uh, I mean, you could see it when you went down the road, but you couldn't see into it. So that makes sense, right? Because it was porn at a drive-in. Uh, one night, there was four of us. We decided we were going to go watch porn at a drive-in without paying, probably because I don't think we were old enough at that time. And uh, besides, it's always more fun if you sneak. So uh, uh, the four of us went and parked the car and hoofed our way back in surreptitiously into the back of the theater, the you know, back of the drive-in, and snuck up, split in two, and split in two groups of two of us. And it was Kevin and I and Terry, Michelle's, and Joey were the other two. So actually everything, you know, everything went well at this point. Because we were back there and we're just hanging out in the in the tall grass at, uh, and watching the fine offering, which was Hawaiian graffiti. So that'll tell you what year that was. Um, yeah, take off on American graffiti, but uh, a porn version, and it had the typical classic porn soundtrack. You know, but but with no Hawaiian overtones, which seemed like a lost opportunity. Now that you look at it, well, I did th- even then. I thought this doesn't seem very Hawaiian at all. But um, when we rolled up, strolled up, I guess, well, crawled up. Um, there was a sex scene by the pool in the movie, and it was a woman with a cucumber, which I certainly had never seen at that point. Um, she was enjoying the cucumber. I'll give her that much. So we're watching that. And I look off to my left and Terry Michelle's is in the crouch (laughs) going up to turn up one of the fucking speakers on the post. Um, I guess we can hear. The, the cucumber better I don't I don't get it I mean you could make out the sound like any driving because the you know the speakers aren't attached to cars 
they're just hanging there in the post. So you can always, but I mean, I don't know what nuance he thought he was missing that he had to go out and turn the speaker up. But um, as you can imagine, that did not work out too well because at, then it was very obvious that there was someone there because they came creeping out of the bush to turn the fucking speaker up. So not too long after that, we hear yelling and see bright lights. And Kevin and I duck down. We're like, we're like hugging the earth, afraid to breathe, and uh, all that kind of shit. So those, the other two got busted because it was, it was fucking obvious where they were. And since I'm sure it was on a nightly basis, people you know, snuck back to where we were to watch the drive-in porn, they were pretty good at being stealthy. So, those two got busted. Like I said, Kevin and I were, I mean, at one point, it was like being in a movie because I'm smooshed down on the ground as low as I can go. The grass wasn't all that fucking tall, but there was enough above me. And then, you know, the guys on the uh, security thing where they were, could hear them talking and uh, the light cruised over my head illuminating the tops of the grass as it gently blew in the breeze and that seemed to take forever and I thought you know did they see did they know that we were there is that why they're looking here are they just looking everywhere you're not going to pop up and check it well maybe for Terry Michelle she would have um so we just we just hugged it there, and then you could hear the blah blah blah, blah and then door slam, car starts down the way. I don't know how we didn't hear it on the way up, but it just we didn't. And then those guys uh, took off with the other two. So we wait until we don't hear anything, and uh, you know, are you alright, man? Hey, dude, you okay? Yeah, let's go. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. So we take off the way we came in. And Kev's leading the way. And there was a, a depression in the ground. And then we, we had to get down there and back up. And he hit that fucking depression at a pretty good clip. And he also hit a barbed wire fence. And man, I mean, he popped up like, like he hit a force field, like going down. Sorry, I just hit the... I sit the microphone stand. That probably came through. And um, so he goes down. He hits, hits this culvert and like goes down and boom, pops right up. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And uh, God bless him, man. What a tough motherfucker. He goes, barbed wire. And I'm holy shit. I'm hitting the brakes, you know. And what a fucking trooper, man. He takes and pulls the barbed wire up that he just hit. And by the way, I had uh, communicated with Kevin asking, you know, telling him mom was going to do this shit. So he can, in the comment section, will hopefully uh, chime in with, with stuff that I've fucked up or forgotten. But yeah, he lifted that for me to scoot under. And then I, uh, I got under the barbed wire unscathed. And then I turned around and lifted it for him to get through. But anyway, Kev says, yeah, he still got the scars from that, which is not surprising because, man, he fucking barreled into that goddamn thing so we get back to the car and we don't I don't recall 
what we did, but I would imagine we didn't go right, you know, like and sit in the car and shit. I think we probably were around the car. A lot of this is hazy. It was a long time ago, like a long time ago. And uh, obviously the trauma stands out because uh, it was traumatic. Duh. And anyway, the other two guys, the ones that got busted, got taken to the office, had their names taken at the office, <laughs> the porn drive-in office. I can only imagine what that, oh, my God. I kind of wish I would have been busted so I could describe what the, the porn drive-in office looked like. Um, I don't think that the cops came. They just had their names taken, and if it happens again, we'll call the police and all that kind of shit. So we went back to Kevin's after we dropped the other guys off. We all lived right around each other. And um, I remember hanging out outside Kev's. We were all living with our parents. We were at Kev's parents' house hanging out, and some guy comes out from the house next door. And I would say the best way to describe this guy was like a stubby cowboy. He wasn't very tall. He was kind of rotund, but, you know, like the jacket, which he had on, he had on a suede jacket and uh, a cowboy hat. And the jacket came up part of the way up his fingers because it was ill-fitting because he was stubby. And I don't know, I don't know why the fuck we talked to him. <laughs> I really don't know why. Um, well, we, I know why we talked to him, but I don't know why we continued talking to him. And at some point, he asked if we smoked weed, and we said, yeah. And he invited us in to smoke some weed with him. Which, although, even, you know, we knew it was a horrible idea, but what are you going to do? guy office offered us some some weed so in we went and uh it, it didn't look real crazy land or anything uh there was a dining room table and it had an empty beer pitcher on it and i remember it, the dining room table was kind of cluttered and the guy was you know, he was talking shit like ah, you, how you get out of here depends on your attitude when you're in here that kind of stuff, and it see it was a, a bit threatening at first, but then it became apparent he was pretty fucked up. And we did some simple math, like one stubby cowboy, two young dudes. So then we weren't really worried. Plus, all we had to do was make it across the fucking driveway. And um, so we got a little ripped up, and at one point, uh, stubby cowboy. He clears his throat, and he had, he had his hat on the dining room table by now. And he went to launch a loogie into the empty beer pitcher and missed. And, yep, right the fuck on his hat, which thought might trigger some action. But, no, he, he seemed more despondent than pissed off. And um, the rest is lost to the, the twin hazes of marijuana intake and time. So there you have it. Drive-in porn. Um, if any of you have ever been to a drive-in porn theater, I'd love to hear about it. I, I don't, I haven't researched it. I can't imagine there were ever many beyond that one. Um, seemed like a good business model. You know, every car is basically a buddy booth. Take a van, you can have an orgy. Um, so thanks for listening. 
I'm available, Living Large and Hard, on Spotify, on iTunes, on Overcast, on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on Dancer, on Prancer, and Fixin'. And on Micromax Marvin on Facebook, I throw a link up when I put something new up. I also, I'm going to try to remember to put something on Living Large and Hard, uh, my Instagram account. So if you like this a lot, um, thank you for that. Thank you for your poor taste. But if you could spread the word, um, if you put something up, like a link up on your Facebook page or something, it's not going to work. You need to directly message somebody with the information. Believe me, I know. That's how it works. Otherwise, they just blow it off because they're scrolling through. Their their thumb is flipping 5,000 miles an hour to get through shit. Um, Any feedback on any platform is very welcome. And as always... As we check out from the skybox high above 309 in Allentown, Pennsylvania, living large and hard, luckless is some traffic. <laughs>